Welcome to Bible 2 Go. Matthew chapters 21 through 22 is today's Bible reading. Read and listen to the Bible daily where we read through the complete New Testament in 90 days. Today's Bible reading from the message. Visit the Audio Bible 2 Go archive for all previous Bible readings. Thank you for being with us today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, help me understand your word. The words I'm reading today. Help me to love others. As you have and do. Love me. Amen. Let's begin today's Bible reading in Matthew chapter 21. The Royal Welcome. When they neared Jerusalem, having arrived at Bethphage on Mount Olives, Jesus sent two disciples with these instructions, go over to the village across from you. You'll find a donkey tethered there, her colt with her. Untie her and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, say, the master needs them. He will send them with you. 4-5 This is the full story of what was sketched earlier by the prophet. Tell Zion's daughter. Look, your king's on his way. Poised and ready, mounted. On a donkey, on a colt. Full of a pack animal. 6-9 The disciples went and did exactly what Jesus told them to do. They led the donkey and colt out, laid some of their clothes on them, and Jesus mounted. Nearly all the people in the crowd threw their garments down on the road, giving him a royal welcome. Others cut branches from the trees and threw them down as a welcome mat. Crowds went ahead and crowds followed, all of them calling out, Hosanna to David's son. Blessed is he who comes in God's name. Hosanna in highest heaven. 10 As he made his entrance into Jerusalem, the whole city was shaken. Unnerved, people were asking, what's going on here? Who is this? 11 The parade crowd answered, this is the prophet Jesus, the one from Nazareth in Galilee. He kicked over the tables. 12-14 Jesus went straight to the temple and threw out everyone who had set up shop, buying and selling. He kicked over the tables of loan sharks and the stalls of dove merchants. He quoted this text. My house was designated a house of prayer. You have made it a hangout for thieves. Now there was room for the blind and crippled to get in. They came to Jesus and he healed them. 15-16 When the religious leaders saw the outrageous things he was doing, and heard all the children running and shouting through the temple, Hosanna to David's son. They were up in arms and took him to task. Do you hear what these children are saying? Jesus said, Yes, I hear them. And haven't you read in God's word, From the mouths of children and babies I'll furnish a place of praise? 17 Fed up, Jesus spun around and left the city for Bethany, where he spent the night. The withered fig tree. 1820 Early the next morning Jesus was returning to the city. He was hungry. Seeing a lone fig tree alongside the road, he approached it anticipating a breakfast of figs. When he got to the tree, there was nothing but fig leaves. He said, no more figs from this tree, ever. The fig tree withered on the spot, a dry stick. The disciples saw it happen. They rubbed their eyes, saying, did we really see this? A leafy tree one minute, a dry stick the next? 21-22 But Jesus was matter-of-fact, yes, and if you embrace this kingdom life and don't doubt God, you'll not only do minor feats like I did to the fig tree, but also triumph over huge obstacles. This mountain, for instance, you'll tell, go jump in the lake, and it will jump. Absolutely everything, ranging from small to large, as you make it a part of your believing prayer, gets included as you lay hold of God. True Authority. 23 Then he was back in the temple, teaching. The high priests and leaders of the people came up and demanded, show us your credentials. Who authorized you to teach here? 24-25 A Jesus responded, first let me ask you a question. You answer my question and I'll answer yours. About the baptism of John, 
who authorized it, heaven or humans? 25 b 27 they were on the spot and knew it. They pulled back into a huddle and whispered, if we say heaven, he'll ask us why we didn't believe him, if we say humans, we're up against it with the people because they all hold John up as a prophet. They decided to concede that round to Jesus. We don't know, they answered. Jesus said, then neither will I answer your question. The story of two sons. 28 Tell me what you think of this story, a man had two sons. He went up to the first and said, Son, go out for the day and work in the vineyard. 29 The son answered, I don't want to. Later on he thought better of it and went. 30 The father gave the same command to the second son. He answered, Sure, glad to. But he never went. 31-32 Which of the two sons did what the father asked? They said, The first. Jesus said, Yes, and I tell you that crooks and whores are going to precede you into God's kingdom. John came to you showing you the right road. You turned up your noses at him, but the crooks and whores believed him. Even when you saw their changed lives, you didn't care enough to change and believe him. The Story of the Greedy Farmhands 33-34 Here's another story. Listen closely. There was once a man, a wealthy farmer, who planted a vineyard. He fenced it, dug a wine press, put up a watchtower, then turned it over to the farmhands and went off on a trip. When it was time to harvest the grapes, he sent his servants back to collect his profits. 35-37 The farmhands grabbed the first servant and beat him up. The next one they murdered. They threw stones at the third but he got away. The owner tried again, sending more servants. They got the same treatment. The owner was at the end of his rope. He decided to send his son. Surely, he thought, they will respect my son. 38-39 But when the farmhands saw the son arrive, they rubbed their hands in greed. This is the heir. Let's kill him and have it all for ourselves. They grabbed him, threw him out, and killed him. 40 Now, when the owner of the vineyard arrives home from his trip, what do you think he will do to the farmhands? 41 He'll kill them, a rotten bunch, and good riddance, they answered. Then he'll assign the vineyard to farmhands who will hand over the profits when it's time. 42-44 Jesus said, Right, and you can read it for yourselves in your Bibles. The stone the Masons threw out. Is now the cornerstone. This is God's work. We rub our eyes, we can hardly believe it. This is the way it is with you. God's kingdom will be taken back from you and handed over to a people who will live out a kingdom life. Whoever stumbles on this stone gets shattered, whoever the stone falls on gets smashed. 45-46 When the religious leaders heard this story, they knew it was aimed at them. They wanted to arrest Jesus and put him in jail, but, intimidated by public opinion, they held back. Most people held him to be a prophet of God. Matthew 22. The Story of the Wedding Banquet. 1-3 Jesus responded by telling still more stories. God's kingdom, he said, is like a king who threw a wedding banquet for his son. He sent out servants to call in all the invited guests. And they wouldn't come. 4 He sent out another round of servants, instructing them to tell the guests, Look, everything is on the table, the prime rib is ready for carving. Come to the feast. 5-7 to seven They only shrugged their shoulders and went off, one to weed his garden, another to work in his shop. The rest, with nothing better to do, beat up on the messengers and then killed them. The king was outraged and sent his soldiers to destroy those thugs and level their city. 8-10 to ten Then he told his servants, We have a wedding banquet all prepared but no guests. The ones I invited weren't up to it. Go out into the busiest intersections in town and invite anyone you find to the banquet. The servants went out on the streets and rounded up everyone they laid eyes on, good and bad, regardless. And so the banquet was on, every place filled. 11-13 When the king entered and looked over the scene, 
he spotted a man who wasn't properly dressed. He said to him, friend, how dare you come in here looking like that? The man was speechless. Then the king told his servants, get him out of here, fast. Tie him up and ship him to hell. And make sure he doesn't get back in. 14 That's what I mean when I say, many get invited, only a few make it. Paying taxes. 1517 That's when the Pharisees plotted a way to trap him into saying something damaging. They sent their disciples, with a few of Herod's followers mixed in, to ask, Teacher, we know you have integrity, teach the way of God accurately, are indifferent to popular opinion, and don't pander to your students. So tell us honestly, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? 1819 Jesus knew they were up to no good. He said, Why are you playing these games with me? Why are you trying to trap me? Do you have a coin? Let me see it. They handed him a silver piece. 20 This engraving, who does it look like? And whose name is on it? 21 They said, Caesar. Then give Caesar what is his, and give God what is his. 22 The Pharisees were speechless. They went off shaking their heads. Marriage and Resurrection. 23 28 That same day, Sadducees approached him. This is the party that denies any possibility of resurrection. They asked, Teacher, Moses said that if a man dies childless, his brother is obligated to marry his widow and father a child with her. Here's a case where there were seven brothers. The first brother married and died, leaving no child, and his wife passed to his brother. The second brother also left her childless, then the third, and on and on, all seven. Eventually the wife died. Now here's our question, at the resurrection, whose wife is she? She was a wife to each of them. 2933 Jesus answered, You're off base on two counts, you don't know what God said, and you don't know how God works. At the resurrection we're beyond marriage. As with the angels, all our ecstasies and intimacies then will be with God. And regarding your speculation on whether the dead are raised or not, don't you read your Bibles? The grammar is clear, God says, I am, not was, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. The living God defines Himself not as the God of dead men, but of the living. Hearing this exchange the crowd was much impressed. The Most Important Command 34-36 When the Pharisees heard how he had bested the Sadducees, they gathered their forces for an assault. One of their religion scholars spoke for them, posing a question they hoped would show him a, Teacher, which command in God's law is the most important? 37-40 Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important and first on any list. But there is a second to set alongside it, love others as well as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs, everything in God's law and the prophets hangs from them. David's son and master. 41-42 As the Pharisees were regrouping, Jesus caught them off balance with his own test question, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said, David's son. 43-45 Jesus replied, Well, if the Christ is David's son, how do you explain that David, under inspiration, named Christ his master? God said to my master. Sit here at my right hand. Until I make your enemies your footstool. Now if David calls him master, how can he at the same time be his son? 46 That stumped them, literalists that they were. Unwilling to risk losing face again in one of these public verbal exchanges, they quit asking questions for good. Amen. Read through the New Testament in 90 days. Thank you for being here. Listening and reading the Bible daily with Bible 2 Go. Sincerely. Michael and Michelle. Shell. Join us. Again. Tomorrow. As we continue reading God's Word with Audio Bible 2 Go. Visit. Bible. 2 Go.
Us. See you again tomorrow.